where the hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when Thor is present, practicing his podcast with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish podcast listeners, to the All Things Thor Halloween Special. And heed this warning. The podcast will materialize only if you remain quietly seated at all times. There's no turning back now. This is a Halloween story I have. It's a memory from my childhood that I will never soon forget. And I'm hoping that um, sharing it will be kind of fun. And some of you might have done this same thing or your moms or your dads or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I certainly know that it was very unique at my time. And it was it's a, an experience I, as I said, will remember for the rest of my life. And it went, the whole evening went something like this. Um, I had, my mom had just um, taken me out of public school um, in four, after fourth grade because I was kind of getting into some trouble. You know, I was kind of a, I was a, com- a comedian in school and I was, I didn't take school very seriously at all. And teachers always had this on my report card. Although, like, once again, you know, I got great reviews about my creativity and my artwork. And um, I was, quote, well-liked by my classmates. But at the same time, I I took... I I didn't take school seriously and uh, did a lot of things... Um, that concerned <laughs> concerned the teachers as far as, as um, tests and things like that where I would just like say you know forget it I'm not going to do this test I'm going to draw a picture on the back if it, it and it didn't it didn't uh, sit well you know when my mom had parent teacher conferences so um Anyway, she, my mom um, decided to put me in private school when I was in fifth grade. Uh, a, a very strict private Catholic school. And uh, I remember finding out about it when in the last day of school, uh, when I finished for fourth grade I mean uh, was it fourth grade yeah fourth grade and my mom you know said hey yeah now it's summertime by the way you're going to another school in the fall I was like what and she said yeah so it's another it's a different school I think this will do you good and I I went to this type of school and um you know, I think it's going to be good for you. 
So anyway, I was a little disappointed, if not greatly disappointed. And but I I uh, I I took it like a boy and I uh, a boy man, and I decided uh, you know I was going to give it my best. So when we started in the fall, you know how it is to be a new kid. I mean it's tough. You know the kids. Some of these kids have been in school together at this new school since kindergarten. And I was just coming in in fifth grade. So they all knew each other and suddenly it was me. Me and one other one other student who became my best friend. His name is Steve. He's probably the only person I'm going to mention by their real name. <laughs> but he became surely a best friend to this day uh and uh, so my mom you know got to be friends with some of the other mothers and things and she was um trying to figure out a way to you know get me to adapt to this new school and so starting in september you know, October came pretty soon and she got the idea that we were going to do a Halloween party uh, and invite, you know, maybe eight to ten um, other boys, um, boys and girls, um, you know, at that age. It was odd to mix them, you know, because we weren't quite... Uh, I want to say comfortable with each other yet so uh, she she said okay we're going to do a really fun Halloween party and I'm going to help we're going to decorate we're going to we're going to do some really fun stuff and you know it'll help secure some of your friendships and um, help you transition you know and into this thing because the mothers of these kids she really liked a lot and so we threw a party and I won't get into all the different details because they weren't really different than any other kids party um, you know things like she took dry ice and put it in a bowl of punch and did a bunch of different decorations and at the end of the night, we all went trick-or-treating in the local neighborhood that I was in. Because she actually threw the party on Halloween. Um, but there was this one game that she came up with that she said she played when she was a little... Uh, uh, no, actually, she wasn't a little kid. She did it for her brother, I believe. I think so. That's how it went. If my mom was here right now, she would say she would correct me as to what was right or wrong. But I think it was for, I think it was for her brother, my uncle John. And the game was that you all got in the pitch dark, and um, all of your fellow party members got in the pitch dark. And there was a story that went with it. And part of the story was that, or the main premise of the story was that you're sitting in the pitch dark 
and what gets passed around from hand to hand are the internal organs of <laughs> of this fictional character as this story plays on. And in this case, I still have the script um, from the recording um, that we played as we played this game. And let me share with you how it all turned out, because it was certainly memorable, if nothing else. So, um, you know, imagine this party with, we were all dressed up. I remember some of my friends, what they wore. I remember one of my friends was the headless horseman, you know, and he came up with this thing with a box where it looks like his head was missing and you know, all kinds of different things. And, um, at the point that we played this game, my mom did a pre-recording and she did the voice of a witch. And so, um, all the kids got into the garage and the doors were shut and it was pitch dark. And my mom, a, a very creative person, by the way, an artist who inspired me, um, she, she aimed this, a sprinkler hose at one of, at the only small window that was off to one side uh, of the garage. So that it looked like rain falling uh, on the window. And uh, of course there was the very subtle ambient play of light. Uh, I can't remember how big the moon was that year. Um, but it was just a very pale blue light, but still not enough for you to see anything in that dark garage. And we're all sit, sitting in chairs in a circle. And it was way too dark to see each other. And so we had an old reel-to-reel. -reel, uh, the brand was a woolen sack tape recorder. And it actually belonged to my grandparents. So my mom, you know, who was a former... As, I, as I've said before, a model. And she did a lot of TV commercials and different things to support me as a single mom for a while. She was really good at voices, um, especially when she would read books to me when I was a, a little a kid, you know, trying to get me to fall asleep. Anytime she'd read a kid's storybook, she'd, she'd try to imitate the voices. And it was, um, you know, quite, it was quite magical. And um, she, she came up with this script based on, again, this thing that she had heard when she was a teen and when she did it for her brother. And um, uh, it was this game. And as I said, uh, it's supposed to be these body parts passed around by a, that were belonged to a witch. And... Um, <laughs> um, it turned out that even though this was just sort of like a filler for my party, you know, um, this game turned out to be a highlight to my Halloween party and, um, which eventually erupted into a frenzy of 
horror, laughter, and chaos that my friends talked about for years afterwards at that school. So, as I said, my my friends are... I'm going to kind of describe and bring you into the whole experience. You know, my friends and I are in the dark. This, quote, rain on the window. And my mom slinks in, in the darkness, and sits close to me with a tray of things that she pushes and then pushes play on the old tape recorder that she did her witch voice story on, pre-recorded it. Um, and she even did, had background music, or background, not uh, sound effects from, um, as I recall, thanks to the Disney record that was, I think it was called the, the Sounds of the Haunted Mansion. Um, uh, and um, the record was playing in the background as she as she got into character and she spoke. And the story I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you, and I'm also gonna share with you what was going on at the same time as the story was told that my friends didn't weren't aware of, but that were part of the texture of the experience. So this. This big clunder, this big uh, thunderclap you can hear in the background. You know, this organ pipe, you know, that Disney organ pipe going on on this on this record that was kind of going. And this witch starts to talk and she giggles in fear. And I'm not going to do a witch voice because my voice is too deep to do a witch voice. But I'll do it in my voice. And you can imagine my mom. Um telling this and uh, uh, you know hopefully uh, uh, can get into the experience so so she starts out and she's cackling and this old witch starts to talk as we're all all these kids are sitting in a circle in the pitch dark kind of not knowing what what in the world's about to happen and um, it starts out like this. It goes, Long ago in days of old, I was alive, so I've been told. My ears heard the flutter of a bat's wings fly. Now, there's nothing. They're all severed and dry. And at that time, <clears throat> we passed around dried apricots that felt like withered, dried ears. <laughs> Like mummy ears. So everyone's kind of going, ooh. And the story goes on. My heart. Oh, how 
I miss it, beating deep in my chest. Now remains still an eternal rest. And at that time, my mom handed me this little tray that had a peeled tomato, a wet room temperature peeled tomato, slippery and soft. And everyone was to touch it and squeeze it. And they did. And you heard everyone going, oh my God. You know, and it was, it, it was just, yeah, everyone was just like starting to get really creeped out by this. And that was the intention. <laughs> and the story goes on in the tape recording as my mom in a witch voice says, my eyes, they once opened like jewel-covered lockets. And now in your hands, removed from their sockets. And what got passed around next was peeled grapes in this little tiny bowl that you felt with your fingers that felt just like eyeballs and everyone's going oh my god you know and at this point you know you got to remember these are i can't remember how old i was in fifth grade um you know you're not very old i mean what are you like 11 or something i mean 11 or 12 so you're still pretty immature. <laughs> so, um, and it continues. The witch says, My poor veins which once flowed blood red and warm. Now they lie cold with maggots they swarm. And, she, and then we, my mom would ha handed me, as she was squatting in the darkness, a bowl that had cold cooked spaghetti and cold, cold cooked rice mixed together. And it was slimy and damp. And it felt just like veins infested with maggots. And again, the kids start to just, you know, everyone is just freaking out. And then I, I'm going to leave out a few because it went on, you know, for the sake of this story. I don't want to go into some of all of the things that were there, but I'm hitting the points, main points. And then it ended in, and last of all, my feeble brain. If you knew me then, I was insane. And then the wish would go, ah, <laughs> and, they, and, and at that point, my mom handed me what was a softly cooked head of cauliflower. So it felt like this squishy, brain-shaped 
thing on a plate. <laughs> and everyone, again, everyone's just like going, ah. Well, in the course of all this, of course, you know, we had already had like each of us um, a number of pieces of cake. Um, we were throwing down this punch my mom made, you know, with apple juice and um, whatever, grape juice and uh, Hawaiian punch and all this stuff. So we were just like charged with sugar. Yeah, and, and some candy. So everyone was massively out of control anyway. And um, about now, sheer chaos in the dark starts to happen and the kids are screaming and they're laughing and they're tussling around you know off of their chairs and in the roar of this i can hear this choking sound i hear one of the kids go you know choking and gagging and but you can only hear it barely above the volume of the shrieks and laughter and um and then i heard this unmistakable (laughs) sound of a kid obviously throwing up I mean this is in the pitch dark by the way and um, so my mom squatting in the corner finally gets up and uh, decides to flip on the one light bulb you know that's in this garage I mean we're talking about you know a garage that didn't have lights like they have now you know, the, this was in the in, in the seventies, where you know a, a garage usually had one or two light bulbs. Some of them you just pulled a chain on, turn on a light, and um, the lights go on. And I I remember looking around, you know, at the kids, some standing, some sitting, and it looked like what I would describe now as a pressure cooker that exploded in a kitchen full of people, you know, that had food in it, that there was spaghetti that was thrown all over the place, hanging from the hair of some of the kids. There were food body organs half squished on the clothes of the, uh, and faces of, uh, of my classmates and just absolute insanity um, with these kids. Uh, they, you know, again, all, all the overstimulation, candy, sugar, all that kind of stuff. Everyone just lost it during this whole thing. And the worst part, you could say, was, um, remember I said some kid gagged and choked and, and lost his cookies. Well, it turns out, you know, in the darkness, he must have been screaming and his mouth wide open. And one of the other kids, likely across from him, who who will remain nameless, although I had suspicions who it was, um, in the course of the darkness when the, when the peeled eyeballs were passed around, had thrown a grape, a peeled grape, <laughs> across the way. And this grape must have been a very, um, uh, you know, 
talented grape because it knew right where to go and it went right making its way into the open mouth of the kid that was sitting across the way and ended up gagging on it and uh, almost went down the poor kid's throat when I think back of it on it now I mean the kid could have choked badly but luckily it just went back far enough uh, that he gagged and he puked you know <laughs> and that's what we had heard and that's what we later figured out happened um, but despite the lunacy and the aftermath of this whole thing the, the laughing and the the fun it just kept buzzing the entire evening I, I just remembered it it just felt like Halloween you know we were in costumes and even though there was chaos there was constant laughter and oh yeah it was amazing what I wouldn't give to go back even for an hour to experience that again. And even though my mom had a hell of a mess to clean up in the garage that Halloween night, right? it surely was the perfect way for a new kid to make an impression in his new school. I, oh, I, heck yeah, I'm I sure. Suppose. And um, many of these, these kids I've kept in contact with to this day. And, Not to be uh, forgotten anytime soon. Some of them remember that. It's funny. Some remember some That's kind really of... That's really cool. Remember parts of it. I remember the whole thing because it was my Halloween party. And it certainly was a Halloween party. I will never forget <laughs> in my lifetime. Happy Halloween. Oh, I can't see how you All could. All of you, and I hope. Yeah, that's, that is memorable you guys with a capital M. Remember the spirit of the best Halloweens you've ever had, and you carry them on, pass them on to everyone today because, you know, it's kind of fading. I know there's reasons. You know, there's been things that have happened that make people scared of Halloween now but it it, it it really started out as a very magical thing and a holiday that uh, that I looked forward to all year round so happy Halloween be safe be scared. Oh, same here. <laughs> Favorite one. And above all, have fun. From Thor. <laughs>